Well, good morning, church. Thanks, Kurt. It is great to be here with all of you this morning. Hey, if you are new with us, welcome. Welcome to Bridgewater. We love the fact that you are here today. Um, we hope that you enjoy your time with us this morning. Gang, as we get going, if you just open your Bibles, if you would, to, to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, we're going to be starting at verse 3 in a, a few minutes. Philippians 1, this is not the stool for me to use. <laughs> we're just going to take this right out. The other one that I had on stage this morning, they said, when you sit on it, you shrink. So they gave me one that squeaks. It's a, it's a, it's a no-winner. I'll just stand this morning. That's okay. I have two legs. Um, <clears throat> it's great to have you here with us. You know, I was thinking back. Um, I was thinking back to when our family just moved to, moved to Pennsylvania uh, just over almost nine years ago, just over nine years ago, as we stepped out in crazy faith to follow God's calling in our lives uh, to, to step into ministry. You know, we had a home, we had a church that we loved, we had friends that we, we've, we just invested in, and God had just reached in and said, okay, this is what I want you to do in life. And it was stepped out in crazy faith. And by the way, that's a series that we're starting next week. It's called Crazy Faith. You know, sometimes what we, some of the things that we do in life seems absolutely crazy, but when we look back and we walk through it, it's actually simply just faith. You know, trusting God, what he wants you to do. And so we're going to walk through this five-part series of what it looks like to build faith in our lives. And so we can actually step out and do some things that other people think are crazy, like you have gone and lost your mind. Um, but no, we say we just trust and have amazing faith in our awesome God. Uh, but so when we stepped out and followed God, we, you know, we had to sell our home. I, lo I left work. Um, we had no idea what was ahead of us. We had no idea what was expected, what was next for our family. We had no idea what God had planned. At that time, Isaac was nine and Riley was seven. Uh, there was no defined plan laid out by God. What we knew is that we, we love him, and we trust him, and we're going to follow his leading in life. Even if it was hard, even if we didn't know what was next, we understood that God knows best for our future. It was two years later, I was in seminary, two years later, uh, I, was, I was in class, and now one of my closest fr friends, Brett Bixby, he's here this morning, uh, he was a professor for one of my classes, um, he was there, and he said, hey, how connected are you to here after class? And I'm like, I mean, what do you mean how connected? I mean, I'm going to school here. My wife works in the office. My kids go. He goes, listen, listen, I want you to come up, and I know you have an, an internship to do at a seminary. I want you to come up and do an extended internship with us at Bridgewater. Now, somehow, some way, he absolutely swindled me to to come to be a part of what Bridgewater's been doing for this extended internship. Again, one more time, we had no idea what God was doing. We didn't know what to expect. But again, once more in our life, God was aligning things, our lives, he does what he does best for his purposes, what God wants us to do. Then one year into my internship, it was a two-year internship, Brett and the leadership of Bridgewater came to me, said, hey, we have these buildings in Tunkhannock. 
I was like, where? Tonkinunk? Tonk can't? can't? How do you say that? He says, no, we, they have these two buildings, and we want to plant a church there. We want to start another campus. We believe this is where God is leading us to go. And I, I was like, okay, obviously you don't know. I just had a conversation with Stephanie the other day saying, I never want to plant a church because um, it's just too much work, and I didn't feel like doing it. But they invited me in, and they asked us to go. I thought they were crazy, but God had a different plan. I can remember sitting down by the river down over here, having a one amazing conversation with God about how I thought he was absolutely wrong. And then he opened the book of Philippians with me, and we walked through the entire book, and he revealed and removed my fears and my doubts. He says, you're the one who's wrong. God was saying, him through me and through all of you, we were going to do something absolutely amazing in this community that I just couldn't see. And that's exactly what he has done. Over the past five years, we've had 100 salvations in this campus, 55 baptisms, and a continuously growing gospel influence in our community. This has been the church that I never knew I always wanted. But God knew that I always needed in my life. And over the years, the last five years, we have lived here, we have labored here, and we absolutely loved here. Through this church, God has fulfilled a desire within me to see the multitude of lives be changed by Christ. I know I say this all the time. Some of, you, some of you should have tattoos by now when I say Jesus changes everything, right? I believe he is the game changer when it comes to life. And we have watched him do that over and over and over again. And many of you who are sitting in these chairs are proof of that. How God changes your life over and over again. Become more like him and less like the world. Other than being my Stephanie's husband and a father to Isaac and Riley, I've had no other greater earthly honor than being your pastor. Although I never thought that I could say this day was coming, but I need to share with you this morning uh, that last week I submitted my resignation to Bridgewater's leadership, and I will be stepping away as the, the pastor here in Tunkhannock. This is one of the hardest hardest steps in my life. One of the hardest conversations that I've ever had to have. But I am convinced it is the right next step for us. Even though my heart is breaking because of the love I have for you and this church, God has given me great clarity and peace to what is to come. Um, we all have next steps. It's one of our core values. 
and God is asking me to take mine. Now, I'd like to ask you this morning, um, I know we're a social media-driven society, uh, not to share this on social media, not to be calling up your friends that are going to be coming second service. Please give me the opportunity to share my heart with them. And there are some people that I know who will not be here today at all and that I need to reach out and connect with. I'd ask you to do that for me. Um, I want to be clear here this morning. This decision is not because of a sin issue. This decision is not because I'm being pushed out in, in any way. This decision was and e easily, clearly being made by God and what he has been doing in my heart for over a year. And in the past six months, getting stronger and stronger. It came to a point where I could no longer ignore what God was saying to me. I've tried to ignore God in the past, and it doesn't get easier, trust me. When he called me into ministry, I pushed him into the back burner for a year saying, I don't hear you, I don't hear you. When he was calling me to Bridgewater, I told Brett, no, <laughs> no. And then he says, we have some work to do. And every time I put my fingers in my ears and saying that I can't hear you, God, he continuously my heart harder what he wants to do. My, our ministry as a family, my ministry as a servant of Christ for the kingdom is not ending. We are just changing zip codes. Uh, we're not running away from anything. We're actually running towards the next assignment that God has for me and for us as a family. Uh, two weeks ago, I accepted a pastoral position in Fort Branch, Indiana. God has made it clear that it's time for us to move to lead another church and embrace another community for his kingdom purposes. For the last several years, we've been for this community, right? We are four-tongue canic, meaning that too many times, too many people hear what, what the churches are against. We want to tell people what we're for, right? And that God and this church is for them, for this community. Well, that's what God's calling me to do, to be for another part of his church, another community, the reach for the gospel, to go make more and better disciples, of Jesus Christ. It's time for me to hand off the baton of leadership to your next shepherd. God has graciously allowed me here to be here to lead this church from point A to point B, from birth <laughs> to where we are today. And I know there's going to be someone else. Because this is, this is God's church that's going to take you from B to C, to D. I think I know the rest of the alphabet, so don't you. Um, this is not my last Sunday. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. I just thought it would be best to have this conversation up front. Uh, I'm going to be here for the next month, committed to loving and leaving well. I want to do whatever I can do to help this church succeed and hand it off. I, uh, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but outside of God's amazing hand on this ministry, you have one amazing leadership team here in Tunkhannock. 16 
16, Jesus-loving, mission-minded individuals who have made leading here easier for me and is such a joy to be a part of. And behind the leadership team that here that, I, that, are, that I've already spoken with, you have an, an awesome organization called Bridgewater as a Whole who is committed to continue making more and better disciples of Jesus Christ in Tunkhannock. In fact, when I shared with my leadership team here uh, this past week, I told them, I don't fear leaving. Oh, I, I'm sad, trust me. My heart is hurting, but I don't fear because I know God has brought the right people at the right time for his purposes. So as I think about, as I think about stepping away, I want to share a few verses with you this morning that points to my heart for you and for this church. Right now, you're open to the book of Philippians. Philippians was written by a follower of Jesus named Paul. He was writing to, writing to a group of people. He was in prison under house arrest, but he was writing to a group of people that he deeply loved and he had an emotional connection with. In fact, if you look at the letters, all the letters Paul wrote to churches, his heart that's revealed in this letter is unparalleled when, it's, when you look at the other letters. It's unmatched. To be clear, I'm not going to prison. I'm not going under house arrest. All right? But I want to share with you. These few words, Paul does something amazing. He shares his love. He confirms his love for this people. And he also points them to the future. Their future with Jesus and their future for kingdom purposes. And if you know me, you know how much I love the word of God. And I thought there's no better way to share my heart with you than use God's words directly. So if you see in the screen, verse, starting at verse 3, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, he says, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion a day until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's just stop right there. I do thank God for every single one of you. You have been a blessing in my life and the lives of my family. When I pray for you and I pray for this church, I do pray with great joy because God has allowed me to serve side by side with you for his purposes. God has allowed us as a church to walk through seasons of greatness where we just celebrate our socks off. And then he's also allowed us to walk through seasons of struggle where we get on our knees and we've been praying and fighting for the kingdom together. But through everything, church, you have been true partners in the gospel. Some of you in this room walked through those doors for the first time with me. You remember what it looked like when we walked in? We're like, oh no, we've got some work to do. And that was just a physical aspect. But Paul says, he says, being confident of this in verse 6, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry out into completion to the day of Christ Jesus. See, as Paul was sharing his joy for his church, for his friends, the people that he cared for, he says to them, God is not done with you, and he's not done with his church. 
And that's what I would say to all of you. God is not done with you, and God is not done with this church. The God started in your life through the gospel of Christ is far from completion. There are more steps he's calling you to take. There's a deeper relationship, a fuller relationship with him that he's waiting for you to move forward on. There's a life of so much more for all of you in Jesus. Life to the full that Christ has promised us. My heart and mission for this church is never to get anyone to the point of salvation, just to get them to that point. It's always for you and for me to grab the full, the life to the full, the best possible life in Christ that we can have. It all, Jesus walks us through that. And we are called to continue to do that until we see him face to face. Understanding that there is more for us. So if I could say one thing, don't stop. Don't stop where you're at. Jesus is calling you for more. I have more for you. Will you trust me? Will you let me lead you in life? Pursue him. Pursue him with your everything. And watch Christ radically change your life. Day by day. Week by week. Year by year until you see him face to face. And he's not done with his church. So it's just like he's not done with you, who is the church in Christ, right? He is not done with his church. Our first five years here as a ministry is just the beginning of what God wants to do in this community. Right now, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people in this community who need to hear and experience the love of Jesus Christ for themselves. You have them in your neighborhood. Some of them are your actual physical next-door neighbors. They need to hear the message of hope. And just because I'm stepping away, it doesn't mean the mission changes. This church has never been about me. It's always been about Jesus and the lives he wants to change. And that means you, church, still have a job to do. You still have people who, that need Jesus who are far away from God. So now more than ever, God is asking you to stand up. Step forward and live on mission for him. Make a difference for Christ. Reach out to the people that God has connected with you in life. Take, maybe say, take a second and just stop and think, okay, am I serving the kingdom in any way? Am I serving the kingdom in a way on the outside of the church? Or am I serving the kingdom in any way inside the church? Maybe it's time for us to think about all the conveniences we've added in our life and be willing to set some of them aside so we can continue to live out the mission the one who gave his life for us has called us to do. Paul continues, he says, it is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you 
Share God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. God's love has been the foundation of my love for each and every one of you. It couldn't be any other way. Because if it was left to my humanistic, human-level loving, it would be too shallow for such amazing people. But through Christ, God has shown me how to truly love each of you. Through Christ, God has used many of you to show me how to love better. Now, have I lived that love out perfectly? No. And some of you are nodding your head like, yep, I agree with that. But that's always been my heart. Always been my heart. I could sit here for hours, and I won't, sharing the stories over the years how God has blessed me. How he's shown favor in my life, watching your stories unfold. Many of you coming to Christ, stepping across the threshold of faith, moving from death to life. Many others of you taking that next step and proclaiming that you're a follower of Jesus through baptism. Serving. How many of you have stepped up to serve in, a, in amazing ways? Some of you have stepped into leadership. And that's just the ministry stuff. What about the personal stuff? You know, Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonians. He wrote in chapter 2, verse 8, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. It has been a blessing to share life with all of you. This past week as I was writing this message, I was thinking about all the marriages that God has let me be a part of taking place. Heal and flourish. I think of all the friendships that Stephanie and I and the boys have, have years to build. The privilege that we have watched your children grow or your families expand. We have loved sharing our lives with you. We've cried with you. We've cried for you. We've prayed with you. We've prayed for you. And as Paul says, it is right for me to feel this way about you because you're in our hearts. Church, you're in our hearts. We love you deeply and praise God that he has brought our lives together. And that won't change. Now, how we serve Jesus together will be different. We'll be in different locations. But how you are held in our hearts will never change. How will we feel about you and how we feel about this church? Paul finishes. He says, this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more in a knowledge and depth of insight. So you may be able to finish, be able to discern what is best and pure and blameless the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is simply just a pastoral prayer for his people. 
that Paul is asking his people to love God and to love people fully, completely, deeply, becoming more like his son Christ and less like the world. That's my prayer for you. Every single one of you. To love God with your everything and love people the same way. To be a light of hope in a dark world that proves that Jesus changes everything. We, church, will be forever grateful and thankful that God has given given us this time together. These years have been some of the most amazing moments in my life that I'll never forget. We will miss you deeply. But you're not done. There is something more. There is someone more. The chase after Jesus and the chase after this community with his gospel. This moment, I'm going to invite Brett up. He's going to share some words with you as well. Hi, my name is Brett. And uh, I'm the lead pastor at Bridgewater for now. Um, and uh, everything Rich said is true. We're not chasing him out. It's your fault. <laughs> you swindled me. <laughs> In fact, I'm sad to see him go. Just like you. Um, he's my friend. We pray together on Mondays. We have for years, actually. harder than I thought. <laughs> I'll be better by second service. Um, but we do share a special bond, and we love each other. And Bridgewater's sad to see him go. But one thing we said after the shot in the gut was we want this to be a good handoff, not a fumble. Yeah. And uh, it's God's church. We yes, both believe that. Absolutely. And he said he will build his church. Didn't tell us to build it. He said he would. So he's gonna. Um, but we have a month with Rich and Stephanie, and we need to show them we love them. And hold on to them, try to keep them. <laughs> now, um, show them we love them, and uh, that can be by notes of encouragement. You just, maybe somebody needs to have a fo uh, phone call. Just a conversation. Just, uh, yeah, just let them know. A hug. Maybe you don't know what to say. That's fine. Hugs are pretty universal. Um, so let's show them. I mean, we have till uh, June 13th is the last week. Yep. Um, there's a couple things that I, that I think God wants uh, through this time. Um, first of all, I think God wants us to be dependent. 
on him. God loves dependence, and he puts us in spots in our lives where he twists us down and gives us a chance to be more dependent on him. Now, he knows that we won't be dependent on him on our own, and that's why he twists us down. So we need to be dependent on God. The second thing that, that God wants is he wants more disciples of Jesus Christ. And the work is not done. Um, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about Indiana. There are plenty of people headed to hell in Indiana, too. And uh, Rich and Stephanie, they're going to make more disciples. It's the same. Uh, vertical Church needs him and, uh, b- because there's people headed to hell. And so we're, we're going to continue to lock arms and do kingdom work together just in different states. And Amen. it just means we'll be on the phone. Hey, so what do you think about this? Father's Day coming. What do you think? Uh, what kind of meat are you serving? Um, <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> yes. Yes. Bacon makes everything better. Um, so, so God would say, uh, be more dependent on me. Secondly, he would say, make more disciples of Jesus. I think, I think there's a way to show them how they can grasp it because this is why Let's try it. Let's try can it. We just, can you show them? So this is the double D. I think <laughs> everybody right? knows that, right? More disciples, more dependence. So I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I had to go buy this uh, so I could have an object lesson. lesson. Um, so... Duncan, right? Tunkanic runs on Duncan. Yes, um, you know you do. You this week, do. this week and this month, when you see Dunkin' Donuts, when you go get your Dunkin', I want you to pray. More dependence. More disciples. For Rich and Stephanie and for Bridgewater. Uh, the best is yet to come, both at Vertical and at Bridgewater. Yeah. So we've, we've got a transitional team we're, we're working on putting in place. Um, ben uh, has agreed to come and, and lead worship here, and uh, we're so grateful for his willingness. Adam has uh, agreed to come down and teach more, and some of you know Adam, a bunch of you know Adam. Um, he'll be coming back. And we've got a transitional team we're putting together to help you guys because Bridgewater is better together. We are one church. We're just in many locations. And so that allows us to shift some people around and not allow people, not allow a ministry to float off, you know, into the ocean and not know what's, what to do. So Even in Tunkanunk? Yes, yes, <laughs> even there. Um, so, so let's, let's pray. There's a couple other things that you can be specifically praying for. Uh, Rich and Stephanie are putting their house in the market this week. Um, they need to sell the house. They also need to find housing in India. And I know some of you are thinking, I'm going to pray it doesn't sell. It doesn't work. <laughs> they're, they're leaving anyway. That would just make them more miserable. So we, we will pray that, that the uh, house sells and um, that you find housing out there. Um, we want the transition for your family to go very smoothly, too. Thanks. Um, so, why don't we pray right now? Father, it's your church, and 
You said you will build the church, your church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Sometimes I think we get confused and we begin to think it's our church. And we begin to get comfortable. We begin to own things we probably shouldn't own. We begin to grip onto things and hold them tight, thinking that they're ours. When really a loose grip is what you want because you want us to hold tight onto you. Thank you for Rich and Stephanie, Riley and Isaac. Thank you for their love for you. Thank you for their service here. Thank you for the hundred or more salvations here in Tunkhannock the last few years. Thank you for the 55 baptisms. God, you, your hand has been very, very evident on your church, and we're so grateful. God, we, it's hard to say, but, but we do look forward to seeing through your sovereign plan what you're going to do. Please help us to be more dependent on you. Please help us to chase after more disciples for Jesus. I pray for Rich and Stephanie and their family. I ask that you would help their house sell, Father, quickly. I pray that this transition would be much smoother than they even think. I pray that they'd be able to find housing in Indiana. And uh, I pray that this month would be a, a glorious month of you shining your grace and mercy down, both on them and on this body. We look forward to what you're going to do. We don't like the current circumstance, but we love the fact that you are God and you are a strong tower. The righteous run into you and they're safe. You're a rock, a fortress, our deliverer. Help us remember those things. Uh, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so faithful to us. And I thank you for your church. Um, please help us do a good job of showing your love both to the, the Clark family, but also to those around us this week. And God, I, I pray that you would prick our minds every time we see Dunkin' Donuts so that we will remember to pray for more dependence on you. We don't lose at all if we gain more dependence on you and for more disciples of Jesus. We love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. In Jesus' name, amen.